Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Wildcat Playbook right here on Beyond the Big Ten, your digital platform for everything Big Ten this season. Thank you so much for coming in the show. My name is Joey Christopoulos. You can follow me at Joey Sports Guy. Follow us at Beyond the Big Ten. Let's bring in my co-host. He is former Bears defensive end, CH Joe's very own, and former Northwestern standout, Corey Wooten. Corey, how are you? Oh, you know, I'm, I'm doing okay. Had a good weekend with the exception of this Northwestern game. I mean... Boy, we, we, we got a lot of talking to do. We got a lot of explaining to do, uh, like like Lucy used to say, uh, you know, on that show. Uh, there's a lot of explaining to do. All right, we're going to get into that. Yeah, absolutely. Let's dive right into it here with our with our kickoff just really quickly because, Corey, you know, Northwestern loses 24-7. to 7. You know, a lot of teams in the Big Ten uh, had an opportunity to score some points, pick up some wins this past weekend. Purdue, obviously not one of them. But just, just dive in really quick. Just give me your emotional thoughts on everything that happened this offseason and now yep. heading into this game right here, and they just didn't play very well, lose 24-7. to 7. Yeah, I had touched on it, you know, on our last uh, episode when I talked about, you know, they've been dealing with this, right? The, the media, everyone, all the memes joking about Northwestern football. And essentially, Northwestern, in a sense, became the running joke of college football. You know, like, it, it, it was. Everyone was talking about them, the memes, everything. Everything you turn on was talking about Northwestern football. And uh, for these guys that have been working their whole career towards their senior seasons, a guy like Bryce Gallagher and, and other people out there, um, they've been waiting for this opportunity. And unfortunately, they had to deal with all that during the offseason. So I thought going into this game, they'd be fired up, just ready to get back to football to show people, hey, we're, we're still a contender in the Big Ten West. We can still win games. And especially against a team like Rutgers, and no disrespect to them by any means, but Rutgers hasn't been a powerhouse since probably my first couple of years of college when Mike Teal was a quarterback, Ray Rice, guys like that. Um, you know, and, and to be honest, I don't think Rutgers is that talented of a team. So I thought this was a very winnable game for them. But you turn on the tape, Northwestern struggled in all phases of the game. You look at the first couple drives, converting on fourth downs. They're three of three on fourth mm. downs, Rutgers that is, right? There was no pressure defensively, right? There was no pressure. No pressure in the quarterback, no blitzes, the coverage. They were playing too far off them. So when you look at this game, you know, Rutgers is probably riding high, you know, starting out the season 1-0. and But you look at it, this is a game that Northwestern could have easily been in. And I'll tell you why. Because you look at the lack of the run game, right? Ben Bryant mm. led the team in, in carries, right? You have a talented back in Cam Porter. You don't give him the rock, Joey. So then you put all the pressure. You got to air it out. Unfortunately, they couldn't connect. Henning had that had two two uh, receptions uh, at one point. He almost missed them. He almost had them on on that long streak down the sideline in the second quarter. That that would have blew the top off the defense. But they got too pass happy in a sense, right? The game was still manageable. You have to run the football, especially when you have an offensive line that is really struggling. And in that game, they struggled against pressure. Bryant held the ball a little too long. He made bad decisions, especially that 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 first pick, right? Bad snap. You're rolling out to the to the side. Throw it out of bounds. Don't 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 throw it to the defender. And then the same thing on the second interception. He's a veteran player. He's a guy that's that's played two consistent seasons, right? Where he didn't make plays like that. Just threw it to the defense. So that was something that I was really shocked by, Joey. Especially Ben Bryant's decision making skills. It's one thing, you know, about the pressure. But he's a veteran guy. He should know you got to throw the ball away in situations like that. Corey, unfortunately, the best thing that happened to the Northwestern Wildcats on Sunday was when they ran that graphic in the fourth quarter 
that Rutgers hadn't had a shutout in what was it a couple of decades, and that was one of those great jinxes that you'll see on TV because uh, they did get a score in there with seconds just winding down on the clock. Corey, man, you mentioned the running game. You mentioned the quarterback. So let's just skip. Uh, let's get off kickoff right near, right here, and let's dive right into our X's and O's from the game. Yeah, so let's get into it. So let's start out first and foremost with the offense, right? Uh, pass happy, right? From, from the get-go, right? They want to air it out. No, you rely on the running game, especially when you're trying to get that confidence, especially with the offensive line, because they knew they graduated Skaronsky, who was arguably – the, the best uh, prospect coming out of the draft. They graduated him, and they kind of felt a little bit makeshift about this offensive line. So why not run the football, get the mm-hmm. confidence up, grind them out, right? Have eight to ten play drives. No, they, they go three and out, you know? So in that situation, you got to start with the running game, right? And, hey, if, if you're if – you're, eventually it'll crack. The running game is just a consistent thing, and then all of a sudden you're going to break one. And then all of a sudden, it's going to get the confidence up. Then you can work that play action, right? Then you can work the screens and the draws because that Rutgers defensive line was really getting after the uh, Northwestern offensive line. That's how you have that change of pace in there. So they should have started out with that run game and then eventually had the play action to Henning deep, right? That's what they were trying to work later on. So in that situation and in this game coming up, they have to work the running game early on, right? You have to take the pressure off the offensive line and the quarterback. So it looked like a situation coming into this year where Ben Bryant, a veteran guy that played for Eastern Michigan and Cincinnati, had two really good years in a sense, efficient with the, with the football, the deep ball, making great decisions. We didn't see that in there. So next game, I don't know if they're going to continue with him or go with Sullivan. Um, I guess we'll see how that goes. But you, they're going to have to get the running game going, then work on, on the pass. So this should be a confidence booster game for, for Northwestern because – Joey, UTEP got upsetted by Jacksonville State in the first game, right? One double A team, right? And Incarnate Word played them pretty tough uh, in week two last week. So um, this is a very winnable game. And, and if Northwestern, you know, wants, wants to get some confidence, this is a huge game starting this week. Yeah, let's drill into the numbers just really quick. You know, in this game, didn't look like Wildcats football, right? 22 rush attempts. I got 12 net yards, Corey, for, one, for .5 per rush. Cam Porter, 10 touches, six rushes, only eight yards. And it was something where I don't understand where the game didn't necessarily get away from them too early. I understand that it got to 17 and over, man, they just turned into a one-dimensional offense. I want to drill in just really quick on Ben Bryant and what you saw. You were talking a little bit about like what you didn't like, but Ben Bryant, just really quick, the stats, 20 of 35, 169 yards, those two picks. Corey, man, I, I just want to get your perspective on this one aspect because what I saw from him, is when he did have a couple of opportunities to sit in the pocket and deliver the football, I saw velocity, right? And I think that was probably the reason why maybe he won the starting job out of training camp. But again, man, the decision-making was tough. And then when they even did did dial up some looks that gave the Wildcats an opportunity to gain some yards, he was inaccurate at those times. So, Mm -hmm. you know, are you putting this on the quarterback? Are you putting this on the offensive line? Are you putting this on the game calling right now? You know, I guess there's a little bit of everything to go around for the blame pie. Yeah. But, you know, what did you see from Ben Bryant's performance that he needs to improve on uh, as quick as possible? Well, I, I think we, what you said about the accuracy, right? That's something that a veteran quarterback, right? You can't make that that pick. That, stre- the, that streak, Corey, too. Yeah, it, you know what I mean? You, exactly. He had, he had a couple of shots and they had a couple of moments and you got to execute in those moments. 
Exactly. Especially the one where it was the Aaron snap. He rolls out to the right. A veteran guy knows you throw that out of bounds, right? You're outside yeah. the pocket already. Why throw it to the defender right there? That's just a poor throw. And then the second interception as well. I mean, it, it was blatant. The the defenders right in the lane of, of the throw. I, I don't I don't see what he saw. And then and then all of a sudden the fumble at the end of the game, right? Um, in the third in the second half where where the ball was kind of on it. He was throwing it there. He's pumping like he's going to throw it. Lost the football. Yeah. Ball security. So that that was three potential turnovers that that were you know luckily they got the ball back in that situation. But I just didn't see that from the tape that I saw from him in Cincinnati, mm-hmm. Eastern Michigan. He was somebody that seemed confident and somebody that was very accurate. And and what I saw there, there was a couple wide open receivers where he couldn't hit, right? Handing that, that deep ball that you're talking about. So it was definitely very surprising to see after all the tape that he had put on these past two years uh, previously. So I, I think they're going to have to get that running game going, you know, first and foremost. And I think in the Big Ten in general, right, you have to – consistently be able to run the football it'll take the pressure off everything because this offensive line they're, they're going to be struggling all year so you have to be creative as a play caller and and be able to get the defensive line uh the linebacking core off balance because there were certain times uh, especially a veteran guy like ben bryant when they're bringing the blitz he should see that right off it wasn't like they disguised it right they're coming up there he should be able to check that and there was a situation where he took a sack where there was a hot route to the running back did a little Texas route on, on the on the outside, and he should just dump it down to him. You can't take a sack in that situation. So there's there's uncharacteristic stuff that we saw from Ben Bryant, um, and I'm, I'm curious to see what they're going to do next week, if they're going to go with him or go with Sullivan, because the offense started to move the ball a little bit when Sullivan got in there. I know it was towards the end of the game, yeah. but uh, you know I'm just curious about how, they, how they'll approach that situation. Yeah, Wildcats 4-14 on third downs, obviously not going to cut it. And, you know, if we can lean in on a cliche a little bit sometimes, Corey, you know, we got a lot of reports that they were splitting snaps between camp. We didn't exactly know who the quarterback was going to be to start this game. And sometimes, you know, if, you, if you're splitting snaps to find a quarterback, you don't have a quarterback. And I'm not saying Ben Bryant can't be that guy, but you also wonder, it just looked, it looked out of sorts, right? It, it, I don't even know, understand if he understood or he was trusting what he was seeing out there. The pressure got to him a little bit. And then when you start to see those mistakes, but Corey, you know, I, I, I do want to try and highlight one positive if you can. Um, yep. Just like the movie Jurassic park. Have you seen yep. it? Um, when Dr. Uh, Ellie Sadler played by the wonderful Laura Dern <laughs> uh, says, I want to see the dino droppings. Um, Corey, I'm going to plunge my hands into the yep. Northwestern dino droppings right now and pull something yep. out. And I yep. do want to say, AJ Henning kind of came as advertised. I think he's a player, you know, they obviously, they try to get him involved in a lot of different areas. Um, you know, in the middle, they try to get him with some quick passes. They try to get him on that streak. Um, that definitely looks like a weapon that they can build on. And Corey, you know, I've been doing pods with you for a long time, man. And you believe establishing the run first, if they can get that going, then you can open up perhaps their best offensive player, AJ Henning. Exactly. Exactly. That's what you have to do. You got you got to get the run game going. And even if you're not getting, you know, big chunks of yardage, you're grinding them down with two, three yards. And then all of a sudden you get them off balance. Right. You can have a, a set that's traditionally a running set. And then all of a sudden you hit that play action and you blow the top off the defense to Henning like they tried to do in that situation. But they to, to get him the rock, you got to get the running game going. And then defense Turner. I really like what I saw from him. Man. He should 
He mm-hmm. almost had two picks in the game, right? He was he was making great plays out there. They got their hands on him, Corey. Talk about that. There were some moments yeah. there you could have turned the tide. And when we're talking about an offense that's struggling, shortening the field, like we're Chicago Bears people, man. We know what shortening the field can it, do for an offense. Exactly. As a defense, when your offense is struggling, you have to make a big play, right? Like that mm-hmm. 2012 season when I played, when we were top five defense, right? We were able to get the turnover get the ball back to the defense, give them a short field. So Turner, I love the way he was playing defense. He was aggressive, right? But you, you got to make those plays in those situations because he had the perfect coverage. He went over to the top, had his hands on it. You got to catch the ball in that situation. I really liked how he played. That was the bright spot on defense. I was kind of surprised Bryce Gallagher missing some tackles. Didn't didn't seem uh, how, he, how he had seemed in the past couple of years. So that was definitely surprising. And defense in general – Bad angles. Uh, the, the one touchdown at the end uh, when the running back number three for, for Rutgers put his foot in the ground. I mean, he almost broke his ankles. Like, that was N one esque. Like, you have to break down and make that tackle. You have to. You have to force it. He did force him back inside, but that was an awful attempt at a tackle. Like, he, he got absolutely crossed. Yeah, and, uh, you know, let's switch over to that defense a little bit. We talked about it in our season preview that the secondary was going to have to be the strength, and they did get their hands on a couple of passes, but that execution factor, again, on both sides of the ball just eluded the Wildcats in this game. When you talk about Bryce Gallagher and you talk about Xander Mueller, they combined for 27 tackles. Uh, They did credit with Gallagher with 19 solos, but, but Corey, break it down for the novice football fan. When I see that, a lot of that means also that guys are getting in the second level. And we're exactly. asking that second level to make that tackle on the play. Can't get the football, get get the football team off the field and give it back to the offense. Just talk a little yep. bit about the pass rush and a yeah. little bit more about that defense. Yeah, so it comes it starts up front, right? Every successful defense, it really starts up front, right? That's the engine that makes the defense go, right? The penetration in the running game that allows guys like Gallagher, um, Xander, they allows them to flow. And what we saw, Joey, I, I'm, I'm, I'm slowing it down. I'm stuck right before the ball is snapped, right? And what I see is slow off the ball. And that's something I always talk mm-hmm. about when I look at, at defense, especially defensive linemen. They were getting slow off the ball. A guy like Najee Story, right? I'm expecting him to take the next step this year, slow off the football, right? And, and Gallagher had tackles, but there was a couple times where, you know, he has a clean lane in there. He's missing tackles. So yeah. break down, make the play on there, but it starts with the defensive line, Joey. If they're not getting off the football, it makes it a lot harder for that linebacking core and secondary, right? So there's a lot of tackles on that second and third level. Um, because you look, you look at the stats, like it doesn't look like a game where Rutgers should have won this by this margin, right? 285 yards to 203, something like that. So it, it, it wasn't out of hand. It was just Rutgers – was able to do what they wanted to do when they when they could do it, right? Getting going for it on three fourth downs and converting—that's <laughs> usually unheard of. Right? Disrespect. Four, yeah. Fourth and short, right? That you take that yeah. with a grain of salt, right? Fourth and five. Um, was one of them fourth and ten, or was it third and? 10? I think it was. It was like a. It was a. I think they did a fourth and eight or fourth and nine at one point. Yeah, it was. And, it, and was it was long. Field they position that two as well. well. It was like, oh man, disrespect. That, that's that's one. The the fourth and five and fourth and nine. You cannot allow them to convert that, right? The fourth and one, hey, sometimes that, that's, that's a pretty high percentage for a team that can run the ball, but that's, that's just unacceptable at that point. So we saw a lot of uncharacteristic things, and it's, it's, it's going to be a tough year, uh, Joey, if they can't stop the run, play gap discipline, get off the football. So this week, like I said, is a huge confidence builder for them. 
going against a team that, in, in my opinion, don't disrespect to them, I don't think they're a good team in UTEP. Well, Corey, there's two stats that came out of this game, too, that are going to not – they're not Corey Wooten stats. Let me put it that way. Zero <laughs> sacks, two tackles for a loss. That's it across the entire game. And this is what happens a little bit when you pick and parcel between offense versus defense. When the offense is literally giving you nothing, then you start playing the game of, man, if we could have had this interception here, man, if we could have gotten off the field here. you got to play complementary football. Northwestern didn't do that across the board. So it's time to roll it forward. They're 0-1. They got an opportunity to win a game. So, Corey, let's dive into our scouting report. Yep. With our scouting report, Corey, um, just just open it up for us really quick. Yep. Um, they play UTEP this week. Now, the only thing that I looked yep. up last week was that they combined for 329 team rushing yards. But as we know in college, yep. not all opponents are made equal. Northwestern yep. right now is technically minus one to win the game. So let's open it up with Corey's keys yep. here, man. Give me one key that's going to take to get uh, Northwestern Wildcats back to 500. Yeah, yeah, stop the run like you talked about. They had over 300 yards rushing. Uh, Deion Hankins uh, went for 174 on 21 carries. The other back, Torrance Burgess, uh, went for, for over seven yards a carry as well. So they're going to be very run heavy because I think in the first game, they, they put too much pressure on the quarterback, Gavin Hardison. He had two picks in that first game against Jacksonville State. That was the difference maker towards the end of the game when they're trying to come back. So I think what they're trying to do is similar to Northwestern, right? Really start out with the run game, take the pressure off the quarterback. And that's what they did last week. That's why they were able to uh, beat Incarnate Word. But you look at their two, two opponents, Jacksonville State and Incarnate Word, right? So no, no offense to them, but they're, 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 they're not formidable opponents, right? Northwestern yeah. played a Big Ten team in Rutgers. Um, so this week they have to go out there and be able to stop the run. So that's that's first first and foremost to stop the run, Joey. And I'm kind of curious to see, you know, a little bit of what the home crowd reaction is. Um, to be honest with you, I know we have a lot of diehard Cats fans that are going to be in the stands, but this has not been an easy year for the program. Um, they're at home right now. They have an opportunity to bounce back in a big way in every phase of the game. That includes the coaching staff too, as well, Corey. Um, so there's a lot on the table. Give me another key. What's another Corey's key to a victory yeah. this weekend? O offensively, run the football, right? Two little rushes last week. Cam Porter, there's no reason why he should only get six carries. The running game takes a consistent effort, right? He needs at least 20, 20 touches in the next game, right? Really establish that run game. It's going to help out the offensive line. It's going to help out the quarterback, whether that's Ben Bryant or Sullivan in that situation. So really get after the run game, right? If it, if it doesn't work early on, keep chipping away at it. And then all of a sudden you can open up that play action. Then the passing game to Henning and Johnson is going to open up because you're going to need that, that big playmaker in Henning. Any other keys to the game? Are you ready for a final score prediction here for this week? Yeah, the, the, the first key is you got to start fast, right? They started too mm. slow in that Rutgers game, right? Rutgers was the yeah. one that set the tone. They came out firing. They're going for it, you know, on fourth down. I believe it was two times on that first drive. So the thing is they have to start fast in this game, especially against UTEP. This is a confidence-building game. Honestly, Joey, if they, if they lose this game, I mean, it's Trouble. tough to come back from 0-2. Trouble. Especially losing yeah. against a team like UTEP. So start fast in this game really establish the, the run, and then defensively you got to stop that. So on both sides of the ball, got to be better rushing the football and rush defense. Yeah, when we're talking about running the football, you got to get Cam Porter 15 touches, right? I want to see 15 to 20 from the back. I want to see 20. I want to see 20. Yeah, right? Situation. I mean, 
Let's, let's lean on it, right? Let's see if we can work our way into some play action. Let's get Ben Bryan or whoever the quarterback is going to be. If it is Sullivan, let's try and get them some looks. And 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 they had some opportunities to execute on some plays. Yeah, they got a couple of guys open. It's all going to be about execution, but let's keep kind of building towards that a little bit, Corey. You got a final exactly. score for me? Yeah, so I'm I'm going to say the final score is going to be a tight one. Uh, I have Northwestern winning this one, 21-17. I think it's gonna be a tight one. Uh, I think I think they'll go up in the fourth quarter, be able to hold that lead in there, just because I feel like UTEP isn't that talented of a team, and they need they need this win uh, for, for the morale, for the confidence going forward in this season. If they have any shot at stacking some wins in 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 this schedule, they got to start with with a win at UTEP. I think scoring drive three scoring drives is going to be imperative for the longer broader conversation about what this northwestern season looks like um i'm right there with you i was going to go a little bit lower i was going to say 17 14 um let's just win a game right let's build on it let's get some better tape that we can go in and look at and continue to get better in that method and hopefully the wildcats get a chance to do that um Corey, i'm going to set up this next segment for you because we're, it's time we're going to wrap up a little word on campus So word on campus, Corey, um, I wanted to ask you about this. I don't know, uh, you know, so we've done shows together for about three years. We do a lot of Chicago Bears stuff. This is our first run at Northwestern Wildcat football. Um, I I wanted to ask you, um, I want to ask you about a time in your career, whether it was college or whether whether it was in the pros. I don't want to hear about how you got your ass kicked in a game. I want to hear, I I don't want to hear about that, Corey. I want to hear about what you did individually, how you and your teammates in the locker room overcame that, persevered that, picked themselves up mm-hmm. after something that, you know, we can use a lot of words out there, but it was a little embarrassing out there, to be frankly honest with you. Have you ever been in that spot in your career before? And how did you overcome that? What did you try and focus on leading into that next week to make sure something like that never happened again or maybe just doesn't happen again for a long, long while? Well, uh, my... My sophomore year, we had lost to New Hampshire, right? One double A. And I just remember being embarrassed, right? We got, I think it was the second game of the season. Um, and yeah, we lost to New Hampshire. It was all over the ticker, you know, Northwestern lose to one double A, New Hampshire. And like, it felt like we were the laughing stock of the, the Big Ten and college football, right? We're this D1 team and we can't beat this one double A team. So, you know, coming back the next week, we were just fired up, ready to go because, you know, you never, you never, you never want to have that that loss that, that stands out like this. This should be a a W on on like there's no ifs ands or buts about it, and we and we missed the mark on that one, and that was embarrassing. That was the, that was probably the lowest point of my college football career. And hats off to New Hampshire, they came in and they kicked our ass. I mean, point blank, they they put it to us. They played better. Uh, you know, for, for being undersized at the offensive line, they were able to work that system and that, that's on us. So we, we, we got together as a group of like, we need to play better, right? We need to play better. And, and if, if not, we're, we're going to lose every game this season because we play like that. That's terrible. So whoever the leaders are, right? A guy like Bryce Gallagher, right? He's a guy that, that people gravitate to, right? He has to, he has to rally the troops, get them together. They've been through a lot, right? With all the off the, field stuff, the hazing uh, scandal, they want to play football, right? And and it's hard because you're thinking about all this and that. They just need to get back playing football, right? These guys that are there, they need to rally up together, play for one another, play as brothers, and, and let's go stack wins because it's it's not impossible. It's just 
the fact is you have to get one game where you play together as a team, you execute the way you need to, you get that confidence, and then all of a sudden things start to come together, right? And this could, this this is a huge critical point for the team. And I know it's only week two, but Joey, would, if they that, lose, that was, if they that lose was this my, week, that was my next they, question: Is it too early? When you talk about a snowball effect, positive yeah. or negative, yeah. is it too early in the season to say that they are in a dangerous spot right now? Already no, in week are. two. Yeah, okay. This is a, a must-win. Like, you know what I mean? Like week two, you're like, oh, it's not a no. This is a must-win game at this point, right? If if they if they want to have a, res- a a respectable season, right, at this point, um, and and contending games, they have to win this game. If not, all of a sudden a loss like this, back-to-back losses, you know, they, they, they say Rutgers is improving. You know, not a, not a terrible loss, right? But UTEP, that would be a terrible loss, in in my opinion. You know, and and then all of a sudden. You start getting in your own heads. We suck. We're this, all that, all that negative self-talk. And then all of a sudden it, it gravitates throughout the locker room and it spreads like wildfire. It really does. Well, the great thing about sports and the great thing about college athletics is you turn the page and you get an op- opportunity the next week. And for Wildcats fans and for this Wildcat program right now, that's all they can really hope for right now. Uh, former Bears defensive end, former Northwestern superstar Corey Wooten, anything else before we say goodbye and you know what I mean? We're, we're keeping it short this week because less talk, baby. Less talk, more action. We want to come back and do this show next week talking about a victory. Exactly. And there wasn't too many good things to point out this week, to be honest. And, and that's how it is some weeks. But it, it's, it's come down to the coaching staff this week, right? How are they going to go back to the drawing board? How are they going to correct the wrongs that they did the week before? How are they going to protect that offensive line and defensive line? How are they, how are they going to the game plan, right? Get the running game going. Screens, draws get the opposing defensive line off balance and then defensively, right? How are you going to throw the blitz package at them? Because you can't get home with four, right? The, the coverage needs to be a little bit tighter. And I understand their philosophy because if you're not getting pressure, you got to play a little bit further off. But how are they going to address those concerns? So this comes down to the coaches, right? And and how they game plan going into this week and going forward in the season. So looking forward to seeing this week because this is a huge Huge pivotal game for Northwest, and it is. It is the season right here, and I, I really believe that against UTEP, of all things to think. But this is the season right here. This is this is if they're if they're going to go up or or down at this point. Yeah, and we got a head coach in a new role right now, so I mean, there's a lot to to digest. There's a lot to prepare for, and hopefully the the Wildcats can come out on top, get back to one on one, feel good about themselves a little bit, and then roll forward and continue with their non conference schedule and get ready for some more Big Ten action later on this season this was the wildcat playbook right here at beyond the big 10 your digital platform for everything big 10 this season make sure you follow us at beyond the big 10 you can follow me at joey sports guy and you can follow Corey wooten himself at Corey wooten two o's two t's get it right my friends thank you so much for checking us out uh thank you so much for watching this show and if you're saying hey i really love this i want to tell a friend about it but they love a different school guess what we got all sorts of great action we got ohio state covered right now we got maryland covered right now michigan state indiana wisconsin with plenty more to come plenty of great content coming the rest of the season um until then thank you so much for listening be well be safe please be good to each other thank you so much and go cats